Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Keep walking, though there's no place to get to, says Rumi. Don't try to see through the distances. That's not for human beings. Move within, but don't move the way fear makes you move. How does fear make us move? We contract, we are hollowed out, our breathing is fast and shallow, we freeze, or we barely move a muscle, though sometimes something twitches. Whether or not we like it, fear is our companion. If it's my choice, I'll take a pass. But life has other ideas, doesn't it? Eleanor Roosevelt directed us to steer toward it. Do one thing each day, she said, that scares you. Did you grow up with the story of Sleeping Beauty? Some of you know Judith Lorai, a longtime member here at Arlington Street. When Judith married Laurie Rhodes, they had me tell the fairy tale like this. Twelve fairies are invited to celebrate the christening of the princess. The thirteenth fairy is omitted from the guest list. Offended by this oversight, she exacts her revenge. For us, the thirteenth fairy represents the lessons we call forth when we get too comfortable, when we fail to make room for the mysterious, the unconsciously neglected, the disowned. She shows up to spoil the party. We begin to think that we have the right to pick and choose life's blessings, many of them disguised, and to avoid demanding, difficult, or scary ones. When we're inviting blessings upon our marriage, they continued, we want to make sure that we quite intentionally invite that which we don't know, which we might prefer to ignore, which we probably don't even have a name for yet. The truth is that the 13th fairy always shows up at the party anyway. Uninvited, she brings the curse of perpetual sleep. Let's find out what she brings when greeted with reverence and invited in. Let's ask for her blessing in helping us to remain open and awake to life, to ourselves, and to each other. Courageous, yes? And so counterintuitive. We know the 13th fairy is out there, but instead of destroying all the spinning wheels in the kingdom, we invite her to the party. And then what? 
There are uncounted stories featuring Milarepa, a Tibetan yogi and poet born around 1052. As a young man, he studied sorcery or black magic. As an adult, he renounced that path and strove, he said, to practice innocence. There's a story that one evening, Milarepa returned to his cave after gathering firewood, only to find it filled with demons. As Pema Chidron tells it, they were cooking his food, reading his books, sleeping in his bed. They had taken over the joint. He knew about non-duality of self and other, but he still didn't quite know how to get these guys out of his cave. Even though he had the sense that they were just a projection of his own mind, all the unwanted parts of himself, he didn't know how to get rid of them. So first he taught them the Dharma, the teachings of the Buddha. He sat on a seat that was higher than they were and said things about how we are all one. He talked about compassion and about how poison can be medicine. Nothing happened. The demons were still there, partying. Then he lost his patience and got angry and ran at them. They just laughed at him. Finally, he gave up and just sat down on the floor saying, I'm not going away, and it looks like you're not either. So let's just live here together. And at that point, all of them left except one. Milarepa said, oh, this one is particularly vicious. We all know that one. Sometimes we have lots of them like that. Sometimes we feel that's all we have. He didn't know what to do, so he surrendered himself even further. He walked over and put himself right into the mouth of the demon and said, just eat me up if you want. And then that demon left too. Do one thing each day that scares you. Psychologist and artist Lynn Newman tells the story of leaving the city to visit her, visit her friend Carol. It's hot, and Carol suggests a swim in California's Yuba River. Standing on the bank, she remembers being nine years old, swimming across the Mississippi headwaters in northern Minnesota. She remembers a picture on her mother's desk. She is five, on vacation in Oklahoma, stripped of all her clothes and crouching in the running cascades over river rocks, her jubilant arms held up wide in the air. The adult Lynn Newman hesitates on the bank of the Yuba. What happened? She is embarrassed and she is afraid. Have you seen river monsters on the Discovery Channel? She asked Carol. You would be shocked to see what ginormous prehistoric animals live in the river. In the Amazon, Carol is laughing. I'm going to make sure we go to the river every day while you're here. Damning Steven Spielberg. Lynn wades into the shallow end. The snowmelt from the Sierras is liquid ice. And then a sweet 10-year-old girl, standing waist deep in the river, takes her on and coaches her in. I know it's cold, she says. What you have to do is put your whole head under the water, and then it won't be cold any longer. Lynn summons the exuberance of her five-year-old self, the fearlessness of her nine-year-old self, and jumps in. It's really that simple. Just jump in, Leslie Newman writes. When we do this while facing our fears, our lives are changed forever. What we get from meeting our fears 
is 100% freedom. Whatever that thing is that makes us afraid, it's asking us to come meet it. The incredible bliss of true freedom will come with it. The Fly was a 1986 horror film written by David Cronenberg and starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. The tagline on the movie poster has become ubiquitous in our language. You may never have seen The Fly, but I'll bet you've heard someone say, be afraid, be very afraid. A life-giving alternative came from an unlikely source, and I'm going to suggest today that we choose to embrace it. Arlington Street's Megan Lyons now serves as one of the ministers at our congregation in Bedford. Early in her career, she worked as a chaplain at Brigham and Women's Hospital. I heard this story from her, the story of Mary, a patient on the oncology floor who had been there for nearly a month when Megan met her. Meg writes, I entered her room donned in gloves, a hospital gown, and a face mask to protect her from my germs, not the other way around. She studied me intently as though looking over imaginary glasses. And who, she said, are you? It was the kind of question one answers, but not with a name. Meg went on to spend many afternoons visiting with Mary, listening to her talk about the cranes that nest behind her home in Maine, reading to her from her anthology of Walt Whitman, or just sitting quietly, holding hands. One afternoon, the sun shone just right through a crystal hanging in Mary's window, creating a thousand rainbows all over her stark white room. Today, she told me, is a good day. I'm not going to wait anymore for a good day. I can just choose it. It's happening right now. Her hairless eyebrows were raised and a rainbow danced over her forehead. One day, Meg went to visit and discovered Mary's 85-year-old husband asleep in the chair next to her bed, his head resting on her lap. He'd driven 14 hours straight from northern Maine to see her. She was stroking his head gently. We've had all afternoon together. I'm enjoying every minute of this day. A week or so later, as she struggled to get a straw to her mouth, Mary asked, Megan, if you had only a month to live, what would you do with your time? Meg answered honestly, I think I'd be afraid. At last, the straw made it to Mary's lips. Yes, she said, and that would be okay. And without another word, she reached for a small book on her bedside table and pulled a tattered bit of paper from the pages. Keep walking, it said, though there's no place to get to. Don't try to see through the distances. That's not for human beings. Move within. But don't move the way fear makes you move. Don't let your fear get you, Mary whispered. Be very alive.
Beloved spiritual companions, fear is our companion. The 13th fairy always shows up at the party anyway. Uninvited, she brings the curse of perpetual sleep. Greeted with reverence and invited in, she will bless us in helping us to remain open and awake to life, to ourselves, and to each other. Courage. We can put ourselves into the mouth of the demon. Eat me up if you want. We can step into the river, jubilant arms held wide in the air. We can put our whole head underwater. Then it won't be cold any longer. In the face of be afraid, be very afraid, we are asked, and who are you? It isn't the kind of question one answers with a name. Do one thing each day that scares you. Today is a good day. It's happening right now, no matter what. We don't have to wait for a good day. We can choose it. Rumi reminds us, keep walking. Though there's no place to get to, don't try to see through the distances. That's not for human beings. Move within, but don't wait, move the way fear makes you move. Don't let the fear get you, Mary whispered. May we be alive, be very alive. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.